0: Welcome to the Education Technology Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host Daniel Litwin and joining me today is Mahesh Kashyap, Chief Digital Officer of Deep Cognition. Mahesh, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing well, thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to us a little bit more about artificial intelligence in general and where you see it changing and what you've already seen change in the industry.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so basically uh, artificial intelligence is It's not something new. It's out there for many decades. Uh, But it became really hot buzzword, I would say, a few years ago because of uh, uh, the the technology uh, called deep learning. So AI is like, if you think of AI as a broad umbrella, it has some algorithms and then some machine learning component. And then uh, with the advent of uh, deep learning, uh, and some of the application that you see are based on this technology, is self-driving cars, which is really pushing um, the AI. Everybody's now interested in it and everybody's talking about it. These um, voice-based like Amazon Alexa and Google Home, and recently Google introduced their uh, duplex. They, they showed a really cool demo and all those face recognition system and crunching large amount of data is, uh, became uh, possible because of this uh, deep learning technology. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I've at least noticed that it's becoming a little more commercial. Um, Like you said, with Alexa and um, with Google Home, those kind of things, you're starting to see it, you know, infiltrate the home. Um, Whereas I think before it was, it was seen as some advanced science fiction technology that that was unaccessible. Um, So yeah, I'd like to know a little bit more about how you got involved in AI. So how did you find yourself working for an AI company?
1: I would say um, I started a, a, a software technology company a few years ago, and I would say I came across this technology by accident. I mean, I got one project, and it involved AI, and that got me, you know, very much interested in this technology I started learning about it and and we started building these these products and I exited that company and now I a year less than a year ago I joined deep cognition so I met the the founder of the company and he showed me his really cool platform and what it can do especially in deep learning technology and which got me really excited so that's, that's, that's how I came in, to this company and, you know, right now working over here as chief digital officer.
0: Definitely. So you keep mentioning deep learning. I feel like that's probably the biggest change in AI over the last few years. Uh, what have you seen with um, deep learning? How has it affected artificial intelligence? And what are some of the ways that deep learning works? How, what is it actually learning and picking up? Yeah yeah
1: yeah so I'll, I'll give you basic difference between machine learning and deep learning with I'll I'll try to simplify it so machine learning is basically feature engineering I'll give you an example let's say you have to uh, recognize a car right uh, with traditional machine learning you would you know define features how does the edge looks like you know what the color is you know background information and all that but the problem with that let's say the background changes. Now the car is, you know, somewhere else or the color changed. So it, it become very cumbersome process to, you know, code all that. Now with deep learning, you do not have to actually define any features. But in this case, uh, what you define is these, the, you define an artificial neural bla- brain. It consists of all these neural layers. So basically what you feed is how you train. how you train the AI in this case is you feed AI with lot of images in this case. Let's say you feed AI with images of car and tell the um, the output is, let's say, Acura or, you know, Honda. Um, now, once AI sees these images, it's like a kid. You know, you show a kid that, okay, this is a car. A kid will, you know, have that, you know, uh, some idea, okay, this is how cars, car look like. After two or three times, you tell him, Hey, what is this? The kid will say, It's a car. Similarly, in deep learning, uh, you need a lot more images in that case, and it will learn from those images and will be able to identify a car
0: in that case. And so, how is that helping optimize artificial intelligence and change the way that businesses look at implementing it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you another few examples. In fact, in medical, Word. So, for example, we worked with one researcher from Baylor Medical Research Center. So, the the problem that they were working on, they were trying to find out uh, that v- uh, if a woman get pregnant with lupus disease, if the pregnancy outcome will be positive or negative. So, they had these researcher, machine learning experts working on that problem, and they were able to reach Around fifty-five percent accuracy. The problem was, you have to analyze in that case around the gene expression data, which is like forty-eight thousand different values. Now, with traditional machine learning, you'll try to find okay, you know the correlations between all that data, which is very hard. But with deep learning, we worked on this this problem with this uh, uh, researcher, and we were able to reach eighty-five percent accuracy within three days. So. And we didn't need to know any previous domain knowledge because, you know, in in this case, you don't need to know a lot of domain knowledge with deep learning. So that is the beauty of it. You need to know what is input looks like, what output looks like. You train
0: your AI, and it will be able to predict it. That's a that's amazing the way that you can train AI to. I mean, you're basically building an artificial brain for real, and you're having you know, you're showing it cues, and you don't have to necessarily give it a relationship between this cue means this thing. It just intuitively knows how to connect the dots.
1: Exactly, exactly. In this case, and another case would be, you know, let's uh, say a pathologist is reviewing the cancer slides, for example. Let's say in two hours, he's able to review 40 slides. But with the deep learning technology, now you can tell him, okay, look at these top four slides there is a very good chance that the cancers cancer is in these slides so if he finds cancer in those slides so he's saving that much time he's becoming more efficient and so he's saving time money so it's just you know so effective that not only just in medical field but you know you talk about agriculture you talk about you know retail you talk about energy finance healthcare, manufacturing, everywhere, there are
0: so many use cases, I can tell you. So yeah, it sounds like it's really just making things more efficient for everyone, Uh, you know, taking away some of those more cumbersome processes of everyone's job and automating it intelligently. And yeah, really relieving that stressor. But what have you seen are some of the problems in developing AI? Um, You know, since you've been working on deep cognition, and being a part of the AI world, what have been some of the biggest challenges? I would say talent. There is not enough
1: talent out there. So today, if you see, there are almost 300,000 AI developers all over the world, not just in US. And you need literally millions of them to realize the true potential of AI. Now, the the challenge is, in order to become efficient, in, in order to, you know, uh, solve any real-world problem, you need eight to nine months um, of literally training and experience on on this technology. Um, so that people can't spare that much time. People who are at a job, they can't work full-time nine months just to get up to the speed. Or people who are in college, I mean, they don't have required experience so how do you fill that gap that's i feel is the biggest gap today which is stopping many organizations from adopting the yeah, i'm not talking about the <laughs> um, the silicon valley companies because they're right, sucking right. because they're sucking up all the talent but
0: yeah you, know, you know the companies here everywhere basically and extrapolating a little more to the business side of things what are some of the problems you've seen in trying to bring ai to businesses
1: yeah yeah even in in the companies when we talk with the companies they do not have people who are expert in that technology even even the current software developers i mean they are really great um, in what they do but they they do not know how to apply ai to and they are not even prepared like they haven't thought about it how AI can help their business. So I would say there's a huge gap uh, right there where they first need to identify, you know, how AI can help them, you know, and in order to reach that goal, what is needed. So that is, I feel, is another challenge with businesses to realize the the true potential of AI and how it can solve um, their business problems.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I feel like with artificial intelligence, there's just a high barrier to build it, right? Like you said, it's lacking talent. And, you know, when you try and present that to a company, they feel a little overwhelmed, almost thinking, how am I supposed to build my own AI um, and and use it effectively? So what are some ways that artificial intelligence can become more accessible for businesses, whether they're large companies or startups, midsize companies?
1: yeah yeah in fact our company is working towards that we realize this 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 problem and what we are building is what you can say alibaba of ai market ai applications so so just like alibaba allows manufacturer to showcase and sell their um their you know products we will allow uh, developers or startups ai startups to showcase and and sell their uh, AI application to the end users, to the businesses. Now, we have a very detailed uh, plan how to do that. Um, it's it's like a chicken and egg situation. Building marketplaces are not an easy task. You need both, you need supply and demand together in order to realize you know true potential. How we are solving it? We are working on the right now supply side. We have built a platform which let AI developers build deep learning algorithms, AI, in literally one-tenth of a time, as you do not need to know any programming with our platform in order to build AI. So what is happening, a lot of developers from all over the world are coming and using the platform and getting value out of it. So we are building huge developer community. Now, once we start releasing our AI marketplace, we'll, we are planning to release few business apps initially, uh with some of the application which can be used by businesses um and think about it these smart guys these phd's you know sitting in some of the top universities building these intelligent applications and
0: businesses will have access to those application at one place and so what are some of the different ways that Different businesses would need to customize their artificial intelligence uh, because it sounds like your company is giving them the option to hand pick exactly what they need their artificial intelligence to do. So uh, what are some of those customizable options?
1: Yeah, yeah. So one of the one of the challenges that you know you need to retrain the AI with your own data. For example, I'll give you a very simple example. Let's say you have built an algorithm to differentiate between cat and dog, right? now a business can't business can't use that so they they have a problem where they need to differentiate between good chips and bad chips right for example right that that is a real business problem now how they can do that is they can retrain that same algorithm you know that is used for cat and dog with their own data set of bad and good chips and it will work perfectly in their situation so that is how, you know, business are going to use it.
0: So basically, it's creating almost like a, um, a, a blank platform or a blank structure that has slots to fill. And, you know, you might have a slot that is for identifying an A or a B kind of product. Uh, and then you as a company can fill that in with what those two things are and the algorithm will pick it up naturally.
1: Yeah, and I'll give you one another concrete example with one of the applications that we are releasing next month is invoice parsing. So in this application, just think about, you know, how many invoices some of these bigger companies get in a day. Now, if you can help them, you know, some of automate or become your existing employees more efficient, let's say you have thousands of invoices coming in, you can just download the solution and it can basically, just like how human would read it, it will basically parse it and it will output in in the format that can be you know uploaded to your accounting system so that application can be downloaded by businesses they can train with their own invoices and they can basically start using it right away without the need of any you know hiring any deep learning or ai developer
0: and this is something that a smaller
1: company could adopt right Yes. I mean, a smaller, uh, let's say, trucking company, you know, they can't afford some of those bigger solutions where you have to hire the whole consulting teams and all that. They build a solution. Now they can just download the app. You know, they know that they can control their cost um,
0: every month. They don't have to pay upfront anything they can just get started right away. Right, that's incredible. I mean, I think artificial intelligence is the future, and it's uh, such an important technology to put in front of people to make their lives more efficient. So it's exciting that it is now being put in front of, you know, everyone, making it accessible for lots of different kinds of businesses to improve their efficiency. Yes, agree. So where do you see the future of artificial intelligence going? Yeah, yeah. So today,
1: if you see it, Companies are experimenting with AI. You know, they are building small POCs. Uh, you know, um, and I, in future, I see lot of small, medium, and bigger enterprises adopting AI, where you will have you know AI solving so many problems within the businesses. Now there is a you know gap right there, so that that they have to do gap of talent complexity. So I feel where AI is going is companies are going to adopt it because they're going to see the value in it. And, you know, it's going to become more accessible to smaller companies. Right now, even smaller companies can't even think of using AI because they don't know even where to start. You know, these um, guys are very expensive who build these algorithms, you know.
0: So I think it it will become more of a commodity down the line. And how, how soon do you think that could happen? in your you know if if you're just projecting i would say
1: it will take few years
0: um and and
1: that is one of the goal that we have is to make ai accessible to small medium enterprises small medium businesses um because you know right now the there are so many barriers to adopt that and the the problem is if they don't do not adopt it they're gonna get crushed by their competition because the bigger company is gonna adopt it, and they're gonna, you know, probably, um, you know, outdo them in many ways. So in order to survive, there is no option
0: but to uh, stay ahead of technology. Yeah, I mean the world is consistently changing with technology. Things are innovating faster than I think we can even comprehend. So as much as it's scary, um, the the innovations that are there just can help make our lives so much easier. So it's exciting to see how artificial intelligence is doing that for businesses. And yeah, I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast and explaining that a bit more to us. Yeah, thank you. And thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time.